It's a complex world out there. It seems to take forever. There is disappointment, which is natural. Resilience is about hope. Most of our ideas come from just listening. Ask a courageous question. It feels good to be able to do something positive for people. You are a force multiplier. Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natalie, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. Today's episode, I received a question that I think our particular educator audience will appreciate. And for our non-educator audience, parents, students, appreciate the educator in your life because this is not an easy question that came in. And it shows, I think, two things. One, the intensity and the need for personal finance education, and then the very important role that our educators uh, and our schools are going to play in providing this education for many of us. Uh, this is a question that comes in from a high school senior, and she was directed to her school's personal finance teacher by a math teacher. So good collaboration there between the educators. And the question is, I have received my tax documentations from my workplace and I'm seeking help on how to file my taxes and perhaps even apply for a tax refund. This is my first time filing my taxes and I'm excited to learn more. Quick time out. I love the end of that sentence. I'm excited to learn more. In a past podcast episode, we talked about the diversity of our team at Troutwood because I am not an accountant. I am not a CPA. Well, high school educators, I speculate that you can relate to my saying that. Uh, I, as educators, we are often expected to be knowledgeable kind of across the spectrum of personal finance. So to that educator audience, it's okay to say, I don't know. Uh, I say that frequently in my classroom at the University of Pittsburgh. But after we say, I don't know, let's do some homework and let's dive in. I'm going to give a very concise answer to this question, filing taxes for the first time, particularly for a high school senior. And I'm going to make one assumption. I'm going to assume that this young lady has just one job and that's her source of income and that her taxes are pretty simple. It's just filing uh, for that income that she made, we'll assume it was a summer job or a, a school year job. This means she will either be receiving a W-2 or 1099 form. These are two tax forms that you'll receive in the mail or electronically. A W-2 is received if you were an employee of the organization, and a 1099 is received if you were a contractor for the organization that, that you are working. Um uh, a service like TurboTax is a, a great first step to learning how to do this. It does come with a small price, so make sure you you look at that before you dive in. Uh, but probably your best bet for an 18-year-old who is looking to file their own taxes for the first time. We'll do some homework behind the scenes with our team at Trout and just, just to see if there are other solutions and can bring those into a future episode. But that's just the answer to the first part of this question because the email that I have in front of me has four additional questions. And we can term this the waterfall of questions that occur when the doors to personal finance open. In this case, the door was a tax question for a high school senior 
who had a job. Share follow-on questions. I'm looking forward to meeting you. I love seeing that. Uh, again, this is not to me. This is to a high school educator who shared this email. I was hoping to see if you could provide any help in terms of how I could also grow a portfolio of investments. Assist with some questions I have on my credit score, some general questions about credit card, and just generally, again, on my credit score, how I can build a good score. Can we schedule a time to meet? All right, time out. Again, as I was, I was reading that directly from my email that came in from a high school educator who had received that from a senior of his. To our student audience, never be afraid to ask questions. These are great questions. Uh, where each of these questions, each of the sub-questions within this email is worth its own episode, but we're going to kind of keep ourselves to our, our typical 10 minutes. So I'm going to answer them fairly concisely. I was hoping to see if you could provide counsel on how to help grow my portfolio of investments. I have a personal opinion that investment education is the missing piece in many personal finance and financial literacy classes. Uh, investing for the first time, you know, when the market is going up, there's a great deal of excitement around it. When the market or your investments are going down, it's generally the opposite of excitement, some, some fear, uh, you know, wondering if you do know what you're doing. And you know, the, the, the harsh reality is there are infinite ways to build an investment portfolio. Infinite. Uh, that's a fact. And that can be intimidating to try to navigate. You know, generally, and well, the answer is different for all of us as individuals, you can sort through the complexity of infinite possibilities with target date funds, you know, index funds for broad market uh, indices like the stock, like the S&P 500. That's a great place to start researching when you're looking to grow your investment portfolio, as this question asks. Recognizing our audience here, high school classroom, I want to be explicit in saying downloading an investment application and buying and selling stocks via that investment application is not the same thing as being a long-term investor. When you think of names like a, maybe a Warren Buffett or you hear terms like 401k Roth IRA, those three are the, the connotation is long-term investing for life. If you are looking to begin investing and you are more excited about the prospect of buying individual names, understand that comes with higher risk. Uh, you will learn a great deal and that part is okay. Just understand, um, Candidly, that you you could lose everything buying individual stocks. So you have to be comfortable with that risk. Long-term diversified portfolios have a long history of meeting expectations over time. And I'm going to define time as 10 plus years. High school educators, college professors, parents, grandparents, students, it is going to take time for us as individuals to understand that that's how investing works. And I'm generalizing with that statement. Institutions, and when I say institution, I mean the endowments, the foundations, big pension funds, uh, they have understood this for quite a while and they manage their investments to a long-term plan. It's one of our goals at Trowood is to help individuals um, understand just how impactful and important that same philosophy is. So I'm gonna push to this question and say, my opinion is you're better off going with that long-term approach, but I recognize there's uh, two parts to that answer. 
The credit score, very difficult for a high school senior. Uh, if you're paying any bills, pay them on time. Uh, if you are over 18, maybe qualify for a student credit card and pay it off in full every month. The, the reality is, though, at 18, it is very difficult to you don't have a whole lot of options in terms of building your credit score other than steady, reliable repayment of bills and any debts that you currently have. And then on the question, the third and final part of the question, the, the credit card, we've learned that a student card is best. Discover is one that I hear frequently on from college students as a credit card they've applied for and were accepted. So that's a good place to start student credit cards. And um, if you can find one that, that offers rewards and no annual fees. That's a, an attempt to take, honestly, four classes worth of in-classroom collaboration and work and condense it into a 10-minute podcast episode. Not easy to do. I, I don't know if I, I did it as well as I, I would have liked, but the reason we wanted to do an episode on this specific question is to shed light into the mind of a high school senior who had the courage to submit these questions to a high school educator and hope that we, you know, help her better understand those, but also give a giant fist bump uh, to, to the educator in this example and to every other else, uh, excuse me, every educator out there for the, gosh, I, I wish I could say this more eloquently, but just the incredibly important role that you are fulfilling. I, I'm going to conclude with just quickly taking the opposite side of this. What if this young lady didn't ask these questions? What happens then? What if 18-year-old high school seniors don't have the courage and the confidence to ask their teacher questions about money? How and when will they learn? Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood.